For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and tight. you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. When November 5th, 2016 is the last time the Razorbacks celebrated a conference victory on this field. They're having some fun right now, and the Razorbacks have beaten Ole Miss. The clock strikes 0, 33 to 21, the final. How about them hogs, Glenn? How about those hogs, baby? Let's get out of here. Man, two years ago was a lot of fun. Matt Corral threw six interceptions, three of them to Hudson Clark, and you ended up winning a great football game for your program, kind of getting you back on track at home. It was awesome. Welcome into a Football Friday alongside Tommy Kraft. Chuck Barrett will be joining us momentarily as we get ready for Ole Miss tomorrow night, 6.30. We'll have Arkansas game day beginning at 1.30. Chuck's podcast right before at 1.00. And I'm ready for this weekend. The temperature's gone up like a degree or two at kickoff. So it'll be a little warmer, well, right but now, not much. Right now, snow has been falling for the last couple hours in Fayetteville. So I guess we'll have another morning where uh, Hunter, you're checking his staff. Got to get out and sweep out the bleachers or whatever. The, get, get everything ready. But it's yeah, it's it's not a mess. But we, we do have some, some winter precipitation falling. It's going to be moving towards our friends in Harrison and down in Fort Smith, it's kind of just circling and going around right now. But we got a little bit of a little bit of winter weather going on in uh, Northwest Arkansas right now. On a football Friday, brought to you by QC Kinetics. Man, when these fronts move through, and it changed from last night. It was already cool last night. It's cold this morning. That constant pain in your knees and back get worse on days like today. Hey, it's time to call QC Kinetics. 
Their advanced regenerative medicine can restore and repair joint tissue, your damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, knees, back. They're powerful healing agents that are inside your body will be concentrated and make you feel better. It's an all-natural approach. Appointments available for next week, 479-999-1234. That's 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. Realtree is a company old owned by an Ole Miss alum. Lane Kiffin's already talked about that he's going to be bundled up and he wants to make sure he's warm with some camo stuff on Saturday for this football game. It is going to be cold. We know that. Arkansas played LSU real tough last week. LSU didn't look ready. Now, it's been cold in Oxford. It was cold last week. This is the, the same a Bayou team coming up that's been in the heat or just in the cool. This is a team that played in cold last week and has experienced cold in Oxford, Mississippi this week. So you maybe don't have that same advantage, but it's still going to be frigid on Saturday night. You hope you could take advantage of that. Now, it didn't, I don't think there's still snow forecasted for kickoff, but there was snow last night in Lambeau Field in Green Bay where the Tennessee Titans beat the Green Bay Packers. Traylon Burks had himself the game of the year. 117 yards, seven catches after making his return last week. Looks a lot healthier than he did a couple weeks ago after he got injured. So I was really, even though it hurt watching him do it against the Packers, they went 27-17. He looked awesome last night in that Razorback rookie. Good, As good. a Razorback rookie. Good to see him just healthy and back again and, and making making a name for himself, like you said, as a rookie. So we've all seen the potential. We all know that you know he's got the physical traits and everything that God blessed him with. So good to see him to get to put that on display. Just too bad it was on a Thursday night where uh, you know, probably only a fraction of what would have seen it on a Sunday. Yeah, it's a little different on Amazon. And I've talked to some friends that are 20, 30 years older than me that hate this new Amazon Prime thing. It doesn't really bother me. I flick on the Xbox, I turn it on. But for some, it's just one of those things where – Hey, you traditionally watch it Thursday night if it was on the NFL Network or if it was on NBC or whatever. Now you're just you're just not going to do it. Or Fox, I guess it would have been Fox in some cases. But that's just kind of what's happened with the Jeff Bezos and Roger Goodell deal that they made on this. The ratings have still been pretty solid, which I was kind of surprised at. But I understand that point, that it would have been a lot more views if this had been on Sunday or Monday night. Well, what I think is... When you have a streaming service like you do with Amazon Prime, you get an exact number of people that connected to that stream. There's, there's no guesswork like there is in the traditional rating system. What's that tell me? Tells me that how many people watch on a Sunday at 3.30 is a lot bigger than what the estimates say. That's what I believe. I, I've never thought that uh, only a third to 40% of the American population watched the Super Bowl. I think it's a lot higher than that at times. You know, you know, with 70% of the TVs, 40%, whatever it is, you know, the idea, what are the other third of the country doing? You know, you got two-thirds watching, one-third not. I've never understood that either. But, um, you know, I, I think what we're learning through these streams, and we'll learn more as we go on, sports are a much bigger deal than people actually realize when you get down to exact numbers. Well, those don't factor in the parties, the bars, exactly right. the restaurants, as you're just kind of insinuating. And I always, when I see a number... When I see a factoid on social media, this game had this many number of viewers, this many TVs, or whatever the case may be. I don't know if I multiply that necessarily, but I definitely add another mil, another two mil. Depending on what the game is, I always add a little more percentage-wise because, I mean, I know countless times I'm never watching football alone, ever. And so that always 
adds more people to that number that you're mm -hmm. supposed to try and be accurate with, but it's not an accurate number. All right, so let's talk about numbers. Let's talk about the crowd Saturday night because as this weather moves through this morning, I, I hope that those that were teetering this, this this winter blast, or I don't know if you can call it even a blast, but we're getting a little little system Flurry. moving through. Flurry, well, I mean, it, you know, there's some accumulation, you know, small amounts in northwest Arkansas this morning, but maybe a little bit more than a dusting. Uh, does that discourage some people? If you're sitting on the fence, your wife's saying, okay, I'll go, and now that you're going to give in, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you've got to be mentally prepared to deal with a night like tomorrow night. And, the, you know, we've all been to a cold game, and, you know, listen, if you can go sit on a tree stand for six hours in the cold, not moving around, you can sit in a football stadium. But there is a mental hurdle you have to clear and, and, and be able to do that and it's not just you yeah get someone to go with you that's willing to do it so I, I hope none of this diminishes the crowd as we get closer in the you know the, the tv's going to be on ad nauseum talking about the weather i sold my uh i sold my touchdown club tickets last night so i'm going to sit again in 521 i've got eight other buddies that are going to be up there with me and we're going to be cold as all get out i think we're on row 12 and it up top that wind chill it's going to be something but that's uh I guess something I'm looking forward to. It doesn't sound like you're uh, actually looking I, I forward think it's to part, it. I mean, uh, part of this, and some of my favorite memories is, as a kid is my toes freezing in War Memorial Stadium growing up. So I'm hoping the nostalgia will kind of brought, be brought back a little bit. My dad always talked, like, he would layer me up from about four or five layers as a kid just because he didn't want me to catch a cold. That's just part of it. It's part of being in Arkansas. you actually catch a cold from being in the cold? Is that, is that actually a thing? I don't think so. I think if certain layers aren't protected or you walk outside with your hair wet or something like that, that's more apt to happen, right? Your hair wet get you, get, makes you sick? I mean, that's what my, dad, that always, fact? my dad always taught me. Don't it, ever tell go you, outside. You, you get cramps if you uh, go swimming after you eat, too? I, I was just told not to... <laughs> jump in right after I think those are all just things we uh tell our kids because it's more convenient for us but uh, i was told the same things that i was a kid i don't i, don't, I think all that has been debunked as we get older i think it's gets, i mean they lied to us well Baylor i think they, I think to they told us the same thing their parents told them because their parents before them told them the same thing so i don't think the cold actually causes you to get a cold i think it causes you some sinus discomfort but uh, just i don't think it'll make you sick and the thing's just gonna make you uncomfortable but Good to know. Is, you're gonna have to bundle up there's no question to uh, to survive it ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business 
business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Chuck Barrett's digging his way out through uh, all the snow this morning. Yeah, that ground covering, that ground covering was hard to get through, but uh, you know we managed to trudge through this morning. They're it is t- nice. Yeah, I was listening listen to the guys uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, in the, this conversation the last few days. They're talking about four feet of snow in Cleveland, right? This Six le- feet of snow in Buffalo, <laughs> and they moved the yeah. game from Buffalo to Detroit because the. Cleveland Browns are playing in Detroit for Thanksgiving. So we get a dusting here, maybe an inch or two, and it, like, shuts society down. What would happen, guys, if we got, like, four feet or six feet of snow in Arkansas at one time? Well, the world would stop. Oh, I, mean, I mean, the world would stop. I mean, six inches of snow here pretty much stops everything, right? Well, you get used to it, I guess, after a day or two. I remember when we were up in Buffalo for the basketball tournament. It's, it, the sun was out that day, and it was, like, 35 degrees, and people were walking around in shorts, and everybody you stopped on the street was talking about the amazing weather. I'm up there in like a top coat and a toboggan freezing my you-know-what off, and they're talking about what a great day it was. So it's just a different mindset. Is that, Chuck, up there, is those the best wings you ever had? Did you get a chance, you and Z and the Oh, guys? they were, you know, look, I like wings. I eat a lot of wings. They're, they're good, but I mean, um, you know, I don't know that they're any better than what you get right here in town, to be honest with you. They're just from Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to mention uh, Chuck and Ty and myself. We got loaves of bread, uh, milk, and eggs for sale this oh, yeah. morning. Sure, uh, right. All three for fifteen dollars. Uh, just swing by. Uh, all three for fifteen. And uh, Chuck's selling them out of his trunk. So I mean, if you need milk, bread, or uh, or eggs, uh, we're gonna have those for sale throughout the morning. You know, all the, I and all the honest. proceeds, by all the all the proceeds go to us. I mean, to <laughs> we're, we're Arkansas. keeping it all. No, Even no, no, no. Normal us. times. <laughs> yeah. Even during normal times. I don't go to the store to buy milk and bread. No. I mean, I don't. I mean, it might be on the list. Might not be. But uh, all of a sudden, when it snows, everybody's got to have milk and bread. Got to have survival food. That's right. But, um, 
I don't nothing, know. I, nothing keeps I think me warm we'll like it. a couple scrambled eggs. You know. Yeah, I think we'll make it. Just in case. Y'all remember, was it last year when Texas got snow across the state for the oh. first time? And it was, and they had one oh, snowblower yeah. for the whole state. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was the, the iconic image that I remember is the dividing line in Texarkana. You remember one side being... Mm-hmm uncovered by the Arkansas yep. snowmobile and then the other side was just completely covered because Texas has one for yeah, the whole like state. Snowplow, yeah, for, for the whole state. state. Yeah. That's that's the iconic in, image I remember from last year. So Chuck, how does uh, how does this affect tomorrow night as far as crowd? I mean, we'll get to the game and the players and all that stuff that actually matter, but uh, is this keep some people away this this snow falling this morning? No, I don't think the snow this morning does. If it didn't keep them away last week, I don't think it'll keep them away this week. You know, last week you didn't even have time to get all that jet fuel in you before an eleven o'clock game. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of that going on Saturday, I would imagine tomorrow, and um, I think we'll have a good crowd. I, you know, it's 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 yeah, you know, it's senior night. I think it'll be about like last week. I swear, I as wa- I, I entered gate one last week. We we're walking around to the east side, and there was one of those kiosk concession stands on the main concourse selling hot chocolate. And the line, and that was up probably closer to about behind the student section. The line extended all the way down the concourse. Every other concession stand, guys, walk right up, get what you want. Hot chocolate, there, I swear they were 400 deep to get it. Uh, RJ's well, suggesting that they should do spike talk chocolate this week like they do in Kansas City. Well, maybe that would be a big seller. I think the first thing you got to do is make sure you got enough. I yeah. mean, I was kind of surprised, frankly, Saturday, not just in the concession stands, but everywhere at the lack of hot beverages, as though no one knew this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, what do you think about the game tomorrow? We're a day closer. I know you've been working on getting ready for the broadcast. Uh, kind of what's on your mind right now about this final home game? Well, you know, you got, first off, we've not talked about senior day. And I realize that, you know, when you're in the midst of a 5-5 five and five season and, you know, the glass is either obviously half full or half empty, you don't think about things like senior day. Um, I do think that's going to provide some emotion for these players. You know, senior day is different now. I mean, you got guys that have been here six days and you got or six uh, years and you got guys that have been here six months. And so, um, you know, the transfer portal and COVID have – changed senior day but you know Poole's gonna uh, you know it's gonna be an emotional game for guys like Poole and Wagner and some of the others and um, I think that is gonna be a factor but I think the biggest factor for both sides is gonna be stopping the run team that stops the run wins the game so uh, both teams run it well Zach Evans gets knocked out of the Alabama game I, w- I went back and rewatched them he's out cold it was bad and there's still a question if he plays or not tomorrow I mean, is there any shot that he plays after being knocked out cold? I don't see it, but they're being very, I don't know, gamesmanship-like in this approach with him this week. I, I can't see him playing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think they'll be okay without him. Um, there, there's It's certainly a one-two punch in the backfield with, with Evans and uh, Judkins, but um, I don't know if he plays. I mean, I saw what you did, and it'd be hard to imagine him playing, but, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, what the results have been is he's gone through protocol this week. Every guy handles it different, but that just, I mean, I've been knocked out cold before with a concussion. It took me two weeks. It's not fun. <laughs> I saw that video, I think. Uh, well, yeah. that, that was actually just one of them. There was another one back in the day from football, but I, I guess every guy handles it differently, but I just think when you're out cold, it's like, that's at least a week. I'm not. Well, let's, let's, let's say one thing about concussions. Just because, like, 
you may come back more quickly than the next guy doesn't make you any tougher. And if you don't come back as quick as some other guy does, doesn't make you a weenie. I mean, these, uh, you know, concussions are different. They, you know, you hear guys that have, a, have an injured knee or uh, a sore shoulder, and you hear doctors say all the time, well, it just boils down at this point to how much pain can you tolerate while you play. That's not what a head injury is. It's a totally different beast. So I don't know if he's going to play or not. And, and um, you know, we'll have to see. It's talking about Burrow. Remember he mentioned earlier this year he, he's forgotten halves of games before, which is scary as heck, I would think. I don't think – I don't know if Evans is in that well, situation. You know, but all I mean, the old school guys tell you some of the, the same things, yeah. Well, and, 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 and those were people that weren't necessarily diagnosed with concussions. And, and those are guys that uh, – you know, maybe even didn't go through protocol. We've got guys now that play football that, you know, are in the immediate aftermath of their careers, even, and they've played at a time when supposedly we've paid more attention to player safety. And, you know, these guys may not have missed any games for concussions, but they still hit a point in their lives where you're, some of them say, you know, I, I mean, I listened to Warren Sapp the other day talk about how. You know, he went to a place that he's been going to pretty much every day for 15 years, and he got there and couldn't remember how to get to the place. You, you know, so, and, and I don't I don't recall Warren Sapp being a guy that missed a bunch of games for concussions. I mean, it takes a physical toll on the bodies, no doubt about it. But back to the original question, um, I don't know if Evans is going to play or not, but I think Ole Miss will be fine in terms of their running game, even if he doesn't. Because yeah, well, you have Dart, you yeah. have Judkins, who him he actually overtook Rocket as of last week for the leading rusher in the Southeastern Conference. And it's difficult as Arkansas, when teams have the game plan against Arkansas, Dart's a kid that if you don't read him on the option, he'll take it and go and beat you for well, 30 yards. And, and from our side of the fence, that's but what But there's I, lots of guys like that. Yeah. We've got one LSU did too. Yeah. That's what's interesting to me from our side of the fence is how's KJ play after, you know, a couple rocky weeks with his health and, you know, standing and watching warm-ups last week, not playing. Chuck, I don't know what to expect out of KJ. I'll tell you what I expect. If he's got a great game left in his body on the 11th or 10th week, whatever it is, I think we'll see it Saturday night. I expect KJ to play a great football game. How much of I'm not saying I'm not saying that I think, you know, um, it's all on his shoulders. I'm not saying that. But I expect him to play a great game. You've been around him more than any of us. How much do you think he's motivated by the fact that it's Ole Miss that's the opponent? Well, I think perhaps in your fourth year, some of that's worn off. I do think it's a big game for him. I grew up in Sardis, and, um, you know, I, I think it's a big game for him. Now, whether or not it has the same emotion this year that it did the first year, I don't know about that. I think the bigger picture right now beyond playing Ole Miss is his football team needs him, and this is the leader of the football team. And I would imagine that's what he's feeling more than anything right now is my team needs me, whether or not they're playing Ole Miss or anybody. Um, I would I would think that would be his mindset. And this is only his second time, to my knowledge, playing Ole Miss. He had the best game of his career last year in Oxford. I think it's hard to debate that based on the stats and based on how he just carried the offense, especially in the last two minutes of that football game. So I think there's, as you just said, this team needs him. They still need to get bowl eligible. It's senior night. There's a lot of emotions here. And I think a lot of people are counting on him, and I think he feels that. And KJ, a lot of times when the team is called upon him and he's not injured, He's come up big in these situations. Well, when you're the leader of the operation, you know you know your people need you. 
And that's the position that he's in right now. And that's why I say I expect him to play a great game. So who's that guy on defense right now? Bumper pool's been banged up a little bit. I mean, he's the name that comes to mind when you think about, you know, a veteran player that kind of fits that mold. But who's the player that right now, a defense that's improved the last six quarters without question, who's, who's the guy that got to have, have their biggest game? Oh, I think as a group you've got to have a big game. Defense is a different deal. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's an individual thing. Sometimes the way it might be with offense, because of all the stats and such that you get on the offensive side. But I think they've, uh, you know, the defensive line's got to hold up. Uh, and 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 I won't, you know, pick out any individual there. But I would say as a group. They've got to hold up. You can't let Judkins get to the second level. I mean, anyone that's watched him play this year, I mean, this uh, they're the real deal running the ball. So I think that it starts with your defensive line holding up. And if they do, then guys like Sanders and Poole yeah. are probably going to have pretty good games statistically. We're going to look back at the end of the day and say, man, you know, Bumper Poole had his best game. Yeah. Or Drew Sanders had his best game. Well, really, it may be the defensive line having their best game, too. But, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But Dart's going to throw a lot of short passes when he throws, and you better tackle well. I think that's the biggest challenge of the weekend, maybe for both sides, yeah. is how do you tackle? And they did tackle well. They, the Razorback defense did tackle well against LSU. I hope that builds some confidence and carries over. They've because, done it for six straight quarters. Yeah. They've done it for six straight quarters now. And um, now look, old, you know, uh, Ole Miss has proven time and time again they can score. I mean, they can score, they can run. Um, that that that's a good offense. Um, but you know, Arkansas the last six quarters has played pretty good offenses too. I mean, LSU's offense was pretty good. LSU's offense dismantled, dismantled Ole Miss. Yeah. So um, you know, I think Arkansas has got a shot. I just wonder about you know last year we saw a game with a hundred plus combined points. I. I we saw last week 23 combined points in cold weather. I, I don't know if it falls somewhere in between, but I got a, I got a hard time believing it's going to be a, a, a winner in the 40s just because of the weather. I don't think it's going to be 13 to 10, though, either. No, I, um, I agree. I, th I think that, uh, as you say, I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. The one thing about these games is, I mean, they've been shootouts. Um, you know, even when both teams haven't been real good, uh, a lot of years it's been shootouts. So there's... But, you know, you've not played on a, on a Saturday night in the, you know, the end of November when the temperature is going to be in the 30s. So um, that could be a wild card. But both teams played in it last week. It was plenty cold when Ole Miss played Alabama. I mean, it had, uh, it had dropped pretty, pretty significantly down there. So I don't know that the weather's going to be as big a shocker for either side this week as it was a week ago. And the over-under on Bet Saracen right now is still at 64.5, and, and that seems like easy, mm. an easy under pick. And I felt like last week was probably the easiest under of all time, but Chuck just brought up there's been games. I think I think about that game in, I think it was 2017 when Cody Limpert hit that game-winning field goal and ended up being like 38-36 or something like that, and both those offenses that year weren't that good. This is just a weird game that's had a lot yeah, of scoring. The last couple. Of How many times we leave one of these games with Ole Miss guys? And we say, "Man, that was a great defensive battle." Those two defenses yeah. really slugged it out. We, we this game at this point of the year, we never say that after this game. Well, played. because very frankly, neither of us have been competing for the division championship mm -hmm. when we played each other. Um, if you've got two teams with great defenses, um, you might have a you know a more meaningful game in terms of the standings. But for me, again, it it just comes back tomorrow to. 
Which team can stop the run? The team that does that will win. Hey, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, I want to talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, and I want to tell you about my experience with them because I think you'll have the same experience. I partnered with them to buy a home, and I partnered with them to sell a home. Both times, they answered all the questions that I had. Uh, They knew the game the way I didn't. Uh, They're trained real estate professionals, and they got me from contract to close. They got me through the process. And, you know, negotiation's a big part of it. You know, if you're a seller, you need someone to help you sift through those offers. Um, If you're a buyer, you need someone to make certain that you are offering exactly what you need to offer to get the house that you want. And that's what they're trained to do. That's what they're pros at. They know the market. They understand how to negotiate. And they will get you from contract to close. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville. They've got an office in Fort Smith. They've recently opened an office in Branson, Missouri. So you're going to see their yellow signs. That means they're doing business. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Chuck, you got your toboggan on this morning. You're going to be layered up for tomorrow. And then you're going to hop on a plane and, and head for the islands. So, uh, yeah, I know. That's got to be a wardrobe challenge right now for you. Well, it is. You know, it is. I mean, I, uh, um, I've i got my summer clothes ready. I've got them back <laughs> out. So uh, Monday, uh, or um, yeah, Monday, I guess, will be the first full day over there. We'll, I'll, I'll go over Sunday. Team's leaving today. Yeah. And uh, I'll go Sunday and... Uh, meet them there how many razorback hawaiians do you have packed chuck well i don't have any packed yet i you know i was telling the guys last night that the last time we were there i had um i had a couple of razorback hawaiian shirts and i don't know what's happened i think they've shrunk maybe somebody put them in the dryer (laughs) over the course of the last Uh eight years but something's happened and they're not as big as they were eight Uh years ago so uh i may you know I may have to go get a bigger one is what I'm trying to say. Chuck looks better than he did eight years ago. I don't know. No, I don't either. <laughs> so, Well, you just need to go to one of them luau's and uh, belly up to the luau there, and that'll, uh, I that'll got, fix that I problem. I got two extra. I'll bring them up this weekend if you actually if you promise you'd wear one of them. Well, Ty, I'd have to wear yours with a T-shirt underneath and it unbuttoned, I'm afraid. So uh, I, think I'll, uh, I think I'll go out and maybe make a purchase today. Who knows? Well, on that subject, Chuck, I know – Muss, after the game against South Dakota State, was talking about how he wants to get all of his players up on a surfboard this upcoming weekend and week. Now, does the broadcasters, does it get lumped into the, the <laughs> players' equation? We're going to see a video from Z or one of the guys down there, Chuck Barrett, hanging 10 in Hawaii? Well, considering the fact they're going to do it tomorrow, they're not oh, going to be tomorrow. here doing a football game. It's not going to happen. No, they're not going to go surfboarding between games. You know, they're not going to do that. They're going to go tomorrow is my understanding. And, um, you know, one of the neat things is, you know, you have you walk through on the beach. I mean, uh, when they awesome. get there when they get there today, uh, they're not going to have a practice per se. Uh, they're going to go to the beach and have a walkthrough. Yeah. And they'll do that again tomorrow. Now, they'll spend gym time, but, uh, you know, they're going to have their walkthroughs down there on the beach. I looked at the picture of the hotel. It's right there on the beach, so it'll be nice. A real dump, Poor I'm them. Sure. Yeah. Poor yeah. them, Tommy. Yeah. 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 So yeah, describe, you know, because what we see on TV is is one thing. You've been in that building when the when the Hogs have played there before. My understanding, just looking at, there are many high school arenas or gyms in Northwest Arkansas that are larger and probably more robust. But this this has just become, a, you know, kind of a marquee destination event for teams that uh, that are lucky enough to get invited. Well, it is, and it's, uh, there's nothing special to the arena. I mean, there's, uh, you know, unless you understand its tradition. 
and unless you have an appreciation for college basketball, if you're a non-fan and you walk into that place, well, there's nothing special. I mean, uh, you know, I think if I remember right, the last time I was there, the parking lot I was in wasn't paved. I mean, you just wow. pulled up. You just pulled up. You drive. You park in the dirt. You know, walk into the gym. But there's a lot of basketball history in that place, and it is the most prestigious pre-conference season tournament. And, I mean, you're in Hawaii. So, you know, what do you yeah. have to complain about? Hey, let me mention one thing, too, real fast. Change the subject. I'm getting some text this morning about bridges and overpasses in northwest Arkansas. I think there have been some wrecks this morning, from what I understand, uh, particularly as you head north from Fayetteville up into uh, Benton County and all the way up to the state line. Uh, my understanding is there's some there's some real difficulty on those overpasses this morning, so be careful. Well, I mean, just a couple of days ago, I, I, I think when you were with us uh, Wednesday, my, my daughter texted me in the show, and unfortunately she was cu- crossing the river bridge from Crawford County to Sebastian County, and it was slick, and two cars had gotten into each other at the bottom, and she had nowhere to go, and she got into to one. Everybody's okay, fortunately, but but she cracked her car up uh, on Wednesday. Same well, same deal. I know a lot of people right now are motoring from Fayetteville to Bentonville. Yeah. I mean, there's a big there are two or three thick lines every morning that do it. So just 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 be careful out there on the bridges and overpasses. Because right. isn't the most note. dangerous time on the roads right when it starts snowing or right when well, it starts it's, raining? It's when you think there's no problem and then you hit a problem. <laughs> so. Well, uh, yeah, certainly want to be careful, and particularly if you're driving between Alma and Fayetteville, or Fayetteville and Alma, either either direction. You f- you forget sometimes the elevation that some of those bridges oh, yeah. are at, and those will be the first ones to to freeze. Let me ask y'all something: What what is the worst part of traffic interstate? Is it going to Memphis from Little Rock, or is it going from Fayetteville to Bentonville? What's the uh, worst stretch Memphis of traffic? To, or it's a Little Rock to Memphis. Yeah. Is it? Every oh, time you, you got to plan an overnight trip to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, twelve <laughs> months a year. It's it's you know, it's the, my entire life. I'm 59 years old. My entire life, I think there's been construction between Little Rock and Memphis. Yeah, uh, whether it's Forest City or well, whatever any, the case any may place be. There, it's always that. So you mentioned the over under for the football game. What would you say? 60? 64 and a half. Sixty four and a half. Seems like an easy under, but and uh, I was checking that we we're checking the bet. Saracen is it still about two and a half? Or it's two and a half as of this morning at six fifty one. So uh, here's the thing about the over under this week: both teams, both defenses give up thirty plus. Both teams played in the cold weather last week. So I'm going to be a shock to them this week. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer to that figure this week than it was last week. So if you're uh, you're wondering where to get those lines. We always get ours at Bet Saracen. Uh, we'll cut about an hour. We're going to do our Fence Man Friday picks. We'll, we'll use the lines from there. If you're wanting to, an app or something on your phone where you can make the interest, make the weekend a little bit more interesting, uh, we tell you to go to Bet Saracen. It's our favorite sports betting app. And for those that uh, are looking for NFL or college football or the NBA or any of those things, they're right there. They also have some unique and different games. I think they had the Battle of the Ravine on there last week as well. So you'll find stuff, and it's. One of the few apps that work under Arkansas law. So all these big national sports betting apps, they don't work in our state. The only ones that are uh, allowed to work in our state legally are those that uh, were passed with that, that last law that we changed. So get the Bet Saracen app. It's easy. We've got it. And uh, it's easy to sort through the games, find what you want. Go to BetSaracen.com or the Apple App Store or your Android store and find it. You can go to BetSaracen.com and watch the how-to video with Jancy Sheets. And have some fun this weekend with Bet Saris. Chuck, to your point about traffic, Jamie May texting us in this morning saying 10 accidents 
on I-49 yeah. between Fayetteville and yeah. Rogers. Keep us posted on that. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Also going to be giving you weather updates throughout the morning. This is from Jesse in the Mountain Home area that he's traveling from Mountain Home to Paragold. And it's roads are clear right now on 62 412 East. Can't say I've ever been on that road drive. I don't think I've ever made Boy, that uh, that's drive a beautiful before. Drive. Oh, it's beautiful drive. Beautiful drive. I think, I think from Mountain Home, I think Salem's about as far as I've went that direction. But a lot of people come from Jonesboro over to, to go to Lake Norfolk. I've uh, done it all the way to Jonesboro. Have you? Oh, yeah. It, uh, year of year of year. You're praying for those Areas where you can pass. <laughs> 49, from what we can tell, is fairly clear, other than bridges and overpasses. Yeah. It's dry, and I think that's where the problems have come from, is the roads itself are either dry or just a little bit wet. You think everything's okay, and then you hit the overpass, and that's when the problems have started. I think that's the issue from what I've been told, and from the text we've got, and um, the interaction with the audience. I think that that's the issue right now in northwest Arkansas, are bridges <laughs> and overpasses, but it is an issue. I bet the bigger issue is that person, and we all have seen them, that gets to the bridge and slams on their brakes yeah. because they think for some reason you got to just pump that brake all the way down the bridge. If you'll just people just that think, yeah, I'm going to drive closer. 80 and pump my brakes at the bridge. Yeah, that's smart to do. Hey, I'm not casting stones because I do think it is one of these mornings where you think everything's okay, and then all of a sudden it's not. Just coast across the bridge. Stay off both pedals. When it you get sounds the like there's so many people around him right now. You're not going to have an option. Sounds like you're going to have to slow down. Oh, I bet it's stopped. You know, as you yeah, some of it sounds so. like. Well, anyway, be, be careful out there. Be safe driving this morning. Give echoing, yourself some extra time. Yeah, in echo, room. <laughs> echoing and Tommy and Tuck said. So the question: This is some of you have heard about this. Some of you had it. Greg Sankey was on. I think it was SC Upstate radio station yesterday. And was talking about the league looking to go to a single division. They're actually leaning heavily in that direction it's done it's done it's done it's a done deal i mean they may not have made it official but it's a done deal he wouldn't have said we're leaning heavily toward it if it wasn't a done deal okay well on that note all right so no two divisions no four pod team systems do you like this idea as we see in basketball them doing this for football with now 16 teams when oklahoma and texas join no i don't like it at all i I I don't think you have any choice i don't think you have any choice i hate it why because I want to play Texas and OU every year. I want one of them in my state. You didn't bring them into the league to not to, to have them on a rotating basis. And maybe you get Texas as a permanent opponent. But I, I, I just don't, you know, if you're going to expand the league and bring in two schools from neighboring states that are fan, and I'm, I'm looking at it from my selfish Arkansas lens. Yeah. I want to play OU in Texas every year. And the format they're talking about is not going to uh, to give me what I want. That's so what, why I don't like it. Chuck, what is, is it going to be a rotating basis based on what he said? How's this going to work there's scheduling? Gonna be, uh, I think everyone's going to have three permanent opponents mm-hmm. and, and you're going to rotate other than that. Um I don't think, you know, the only difference is there's not going to be a Western Division champion or an Eastern Division champion. That's really going to be the only 
only difference. And the thing that I think it'll allow them to do, and I think you have to do this with 16 teams, is you've got to maintain some semblance of competitive balance so when you get to Atlanta, you don't have the second or third place team on one side that's decidedly better than the first place team on the other. And things being cyclical, that's going to happen. We've seen it happen some already. Um, so I understand what they're doing. There's not going to be a four-team pod. We're not going to get Oklahoma every year. I do suspect we're going to get Texas every year. I do think that's going to happen. But, you know, they didn't bring Oklahoma and Texas in to play Arkansas. Well, I, I mean, uh, and, well, I'm being uh, selfish. Uh, I mean, no, I understand, and, and, and I'm with you on that part. But, um, you know, I want to – I'd like to go to Georgia a little more often. I, I you know, I, I <laughs> after last check time, with Sam geez, Louis, I'm, I'm not I'm talking good, about. Man. I'm not talking about. You know, I want to play Georgia. I'm saying that if you're going to be in the league, you want to be able to go to those places some, and you want them to come to your place some. You want that deal where you get them one year and you go there the next year. Um, we've not been to Kentucky in forever. When's the last time we went to Vanderbilt? Um, you know, we used to play South Carolina every year. I've almost forgotten what that stadium looks like. So, I mean, if you're going to have this many teams, you can't turn it into a de facto pod situation. I mean, you just can't. Uh, that doesn't serve the league well. So we're going to get paired with Missouri. You guys think Texas. Is it LSU or Ole Miss? You don't I think, think it's, it's Ole Miss. I think it's Ole Miss. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think you get one of the Mississippi schools for sure, and Ole Miss makes more sense. Do you hate Mississippi that State. three do you, I, cause I, don't, I, don't I don't hate, hate it. I, I just think that there's – I mean, you're not going to get to play everybody yeah, every yeah. year like you have before. Well, it's just no, not going to happen. Norman's, you know, a three-hour or less drive yeah. for most of the fan base in the western part of the state, four hours or less, let's just say. And I just – there's not many drivable games in the SEC for Razorback fans. And I just hate that you're not going to have one. Well, there's every not other many year. for our side of the state. If you live in the southern part of the state, Baton Rouge is as manageable as Fayetteville. If you live in the eastern part of the state, Oxford's more manageable than Fayetteville. So I, I mean, Again, it just kind of depends selfish. on where. No, I, I understand what, what you're being. I understand <laughs> what you're being. I get it. But uh, I'm just saying that. It, you know, it's not going to be that way is the point I'm making. The audacity well, of nice Greg Sankey not it. to check with me first. I mean, the audacity it's, he yeah, has. Yeah, you know. I understand. Yeah. Here, Here's the thing I need to maybe come out and say, because some of y'all will be completely against this ideology. But we'll I, think say it. I think it's good that you get Missouri every year. That's going to be a lesser SEC opponent till the end of time. You want a team that you can play. And I don't care about ticket sales in this situation. I don't care about the competitive nature or whatever. You want a team that you can – and some perceive Arkansas to be that. But you want a team that you can at least think every single year we got a chance to beat these guys. You can't say that right now about Georgia. You can't say that right now about Alabama and some of the other teams you play. That is a team that you want to match up with every single year so you can at least – the perception is that might be another win to add to your total. And that, people well, hate that idea and competitive. No, whatever. I mean, who the three are? Who the three are is going to matter. I mean, it's 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 going to matter in terms of record. I mean, look, look at Texas. I think Texas is going to get welcomed into the SEC. I think they're going to play us. I think they're going to play A and M, and I think they're going to play Oklahoma every single year. And those are three rivalry games that they're going to get. I, I, I think I think that's the three Texas is going to get. And every school in the league wants to have Texas because that's a guaranteed sellout. They're going to be just yeah. like Bama. Every seat in the house will be filled when Texas comes to town. That's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. 
This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Baxter Health. Compassionate care beyond measure. DJ Mountain Home brings up a good question. How do you figure out who's going to be the title game, the format with the first two teams, with a bunch of tiebreakers? playing this. If you have a bunch of teams that have one loss or two losses, well, I mean, how are they going to determine this, you think? What what Shaft's Arkansas, that's the first step, right? That's usually how it goes with the league, yeah, right? They'll, and let, and let Saban they'll write that in the bylaws. Right. Yeah, what that, Saban wants next will be in the bylaws as well. well I'm mean, glad you brought that up. How, how often does this league, though, guys, really have four teams with similar records at the top? I, I just, well, you know, they'll have a procedure, but I, I don't think that's going to be a, a regular occurrence. I do think without divisions, though, there is the potential for that to happen a little bit more because in a division, say for example, you got two two teams in the West that are tied, you got three teams in the East that are tied. Well, that means if you got fourteen or sixteen teams, that means you know a third of your league's tied. Yeah. So, uh, um, but now here's the thing that I wonder about: is, Are there going to be specific tiebreakers, or are we going to have what essentially amounts to a committee? That decides who the two Whoa. best teams are. Don't Whoa. say that. I'm oh, just telling gross. you. I'm telling you. I don't know with 16 teams and in a non-division situation. I don't know that you can have enough tiebreakers. We'll, we'll never get in if that's the case. Well, and here's the other thing. We haven't because the ESPN's against us. They're too. always the everyone's the against us. Tie and are, the announcers man. and the we could be 12 and 0 and they'd keep us. They out. would, man. They so here, would. here's the other thing we haven't hit. You know, right on the head here is nine games. Because that's the other thing that's been talked about is having nine SEC games, which would give you three yeah. permanent, six rotating, but also an unbalanced schedule with home and away. That's going to be another part of, of how this league shakes out. That's probably. I'm not privy to what they say in those meetings when they meet in Destin, but um, I would imagine that that's one of the objections when people talk about the nine-game schedule is it's unbalanced. Um, you know, and... I've always been one who believes that schedule has a lot to do with how you turn out. I mean, where you play your conference games, when you play your conference games. I think that's got a lot to do with what the records look like at the end of the year. So there's a lot coming. But, you know, Sankey said this before. I don't know that he said it as publicly as he did on this radio show out in South Carolina. But um, I think they decided sometime back they weren't going to do divisions. I, I, th- I think that's been decided for a while. And I just don't think the pod thing is for the uh, overall. The pods, the pod mm-hmm. setup does not help the league. You know, Mike Slive had that cachet. He he had that reverence about him. Everyone, you know, you may not have liked everything about Slive's decisions, but everyone had that mutual respect for him. He, when he entered the room, he was never the biggest person, but he always kind of stood the tallest, if you will. Do you think Sankey's gained that cachet yet, Chuck? Has well, he been on nobody the job had long more enough? cachet than, than uh, Roy Kramer. Roy Kramer had the most cachet of anybody in the history of college sports. Slive developed his power. Slive was not thought of in that fashion when he succeeded Roy Kramer. But just given the fact that all the things that were going on at the time, I think kind of raised his profile. Sankey speaks in measured tones. And that's why I said a minute ago, it's done. I mean, if, if, if Sankey's suggesting it, it's done uh, because he's, he, he does speak in very measured tones. Um, I think he does have that cachet, yes, uh, because I, 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 I don't think it's an old-school world anymore. I don't think the oldest guy in the room with, a, you know, with the most expensive suit runs the show the way it once was. Um, with, with the money that's on the table now, how, how are you at negotiating contracts, you know, 
how do you work with the TV executives. I think all that stuff really has a lot to do with your success. And, yes, to answer your question, I think Sankey does have the same cachet. He's not as old, maybe doesn't look as distinguished, but I think he's got the same cachet. Loves those Spicoli references. Every speech that he gives, there's a fast time of Ridgemont High, quote, woven in those speeches. Yeah, some of that stuff gets old. Yeah. But, uh, uh, um, you know, he is, uh, uh, hey, he's the most powerful man in college football. So this is a good question, and, and it comes from Jesse and Mountain Home about non-conference games. So this week is one of the worst weeks for SEC football. You've got Arkansas, Ole Miss. You've got Tennessee, South Carolina, and then Georgia and Kentucky, and that's it. Right? There's a, the you got three games in the East. You got three games in the East, and Arkansas and Ole Miss is the only conference game in the West. So, how are they going to go about doing that? Because we're talking about money here. If they're going to move to nine games. Are they going to do away with non conference games in November? Well, they have to. You would have to. I mean, I mean yeah, uh, you're going to reduce it. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to. There's, there's, there's no way around it. But I, didn't, I, think, I think that's part of the reason that they want to do it. And so you don't have weekends like this one. I didn't know if they placed one at the beginning, one at the middle, and one at the end for each team, or if they go about so. two I in the beginning, no. one in the middle. Well, I, I think for college football fans, they love that because this week is a down week for SEC teams. I mean, I just mentioned those games. I mean, are you real outside of the Arkansas Ole Miss game, are you really excited for another well, SEC game this week? I mean, that's the point, and that's why you're not going to have these these kinds of weekends anymore. I but, mean, yeah. uh, uh, these are these these sorts of weekends are going to be relics within a couple of years. Well, why is it this way? Why is this weekend this way? Well, you've got they always do this for Auburn, Alabama. They do it for so, for the rival. There's a ton of rivalry correct. games next week. Everybody wants to be at full tilt. They want to be at their best. You can't take a bye week this late because that's too long. So, I mean, that's why it is this way. So, uh, the league hands you your conference schedule. Here's what I think they should do. I don't know if they will do this. But they need to expand the calendar out, and you can go one week deeper into December, or you back up and you have that week zero. They're going to back up. And you go double by. You give everybody two weeks off during the year to to get through the grueling grind of nine SEC games. And then I guess the other question that has yet to be formally answered is, do you still keep another Power 5 non-con, or does that go away because of having nine league games? Oh, I think I think television's going to dictate this. I think all the, uh, um, I think, I, I won't say all, I think a lot of the traditional thoughts we've had about scheduling, television's going to take care of. TV doesn't want a weekend like this anymore. They just don't. You know, you look back at our situation. I mean, we scheduled Liberty. I mean, you know, we think of LSU's our rival. And we scheduled Liberty before our rival game. We thought we had a non-conference tune-up, and it didn't work out that way. Um, these other teams have tried to do the same thing. I understand why they do it. I don't blame them for doing it. But television's not going to have this. Yeah. Television's going to dictate what happens here. There's going to be good games every week in November from now on. Our old buddy Gary in Arkadelphia, who I – Gary, we wish you'd call. Uh, you know, we appreciate the text. Need but, your voice, uh, buddy. M- miss your calls. He asked, why not just go ahead and go to 10 games, and then you got the balanced home and away. We we saw this in the COVID year, and, you know, for some it worked out. For Arkansas, they went 3-7, and seven, showed improvement. But, it, I mean, that's a grinder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I can't see ten conference games. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. Till you need more money. Till you want more money. Well, but yeah. I mean, if 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 you uh, if you have nine conference, nine SEC games, one good non-conference game, and a couple of layups. I mean, you got to pay some bills. You can't be doing home and home with everybody. I mean, there's the business of college football too, and uh, you got to have a certain number of home games to pay all your bills, and so. 
you're going to have to have those at least two non-conference games that you play at home every year. You know, and I don't think the, the model circulates around this idea, Moflo, but think about the, the financial health of the mid-majors and the Sunbelt teams and, and teams like that. If there's fewer non-con games to go around and they're not getting that million-dollar, million-and-a-half-dollar check, think about the, the financial no future of, the, of that level of football, which is needed – but if there's fewer games available because of an expanded conference schedule, you know, it's not a good time to be a Sunbelt team. Well, they're going to do exactly what they're doing right now. They're going to play on Tuesday night. They're going to play on Wednesday night. They'll play on Monday afternoon. Well, they'll, 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 they'll play on Sunday night. They'll, they'll get some money out of TV is what I'm saying. Right. I hear you. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And those games will go away. Right. And it is going to affect those schools. Yeah. they got to make up that million and a half somewhere. So if you're a, if you're a Sam Pittman Hunter Yurchek, when this nine game conference schedule goes into effect, are you scheduling three other cupcakes? Well, that's just picking? what I said. You're going to schedule one tough non conference game in the years where you have four home games. You've got to have that game in your stadium. In the years when you have five home games in conference, you can go play a non conference home at home. But you got to be smart in your scheduling every year. Most of these teams, if they go to a nine-game schedule, and I think they will, I think every team in the league is going to have two games against what we would call cupcakes because they got to have home games. Because they got to have home games. Got to have that gate. But I, I don't, I don't think that you're going to have in the years when you're playing four conference home games. I don't think you're going to be playing a road game against a, a, a good, good non-conference team. I think those are the years when you're going to play those teams at home. Hey, I want to talk to those of you in the north-central part of the state. If you've not heard, Baxter Regional Medical Center is now Baxter Health. And when it comes to health and healing, compassionate care beyond measure is their mission at Baxter Health. Now, this is, this is a really good facility, and by that I mean they're a magnet-recognized health care facility. They offer a wide variety of specialized care cardiothoracic surgery, neurosurgery, urology, comprehensive women's health, pain management, orthopedics. Uh, they, can, they can help you in all those areas. Now, Baxter, <clears throat> pardon me, guys. Baxter Health also has family medicine and physical uh, therapy clinics. They're open in 11 counties in Arkansas and Missouri right now. You can log on to BaxterHealth.org. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. Y'all, go ahead. I was going to ask about the game. We've talked a lot about future schedules and kind of what the future may look like. Let's talk about tomorrow and, and the next game on the schedule, and that's Ole Miss uh, for tomorrow night. K.J. reportedly going to be back. No reason to believe he won't be be leading this team uh, tomorrow. You know, what, what exact differences do you think we'll see right out of the gate, maybe the first drive with K.J. back out there, Chuck? Oh, you know, what specific differences? I don't know. I mean, maybe you've got the option to throw a little bit more. Uh, you at least have that threat, and I suspect that you'll see Ole Miss, if K.J.'s out there, line up a little bit differently on defense than maybe what we saw LSU. So I think that would be the thing, you know, maybe right off the bat that, you know, Ole Miss would have to be concerned about. And, you know, you may script your early plays a little bit differently because you've got more of a passing threat. K.J.'s a guy that, you know, you can throw downfield um, right off the bat if you want to. I think perhaps when you've got a backup in there, the first thing you want to do if you pass is put him in a spot where it's a throw he can make. Um, so, you know, maybe you know maybe from that area you change things up a little bit. The last six quarters, the defense, I think we'd all agree, has kind of been at a, at a different level. All-time high next this level. year. 
in the yeah exactly. They played their best football the last six quarters. What what's changed, guys? What what happened at halftime of Liberty and beyond? That's that well, they've the been really aggressive. They've been really aggressive in the last six quarters. I I, th- I think you know I think a big part of it against LSU, frankly, was two things. I don't think they fear Daniels as a passer, and I think they felt like they could uh, they could play man to man a little bit more with their receivers. Um, I think that's going to be one of the questions every week is, you know, if if you can't press on the corners and you can't play a man-to-man out there, you're not going to bring as many people. And I think all that stuff works together. But for the last six quarters, they felt like they could bring people. Coach Pittman said something earlier this week. I mean, you know, they spied on Daniels just like, you know, LSU spied on, you know, Hornsby. And um, you got to go get them. You got to bring them to the ground. And I think that's what's happened the last couple of weeks. He also said that you just got to go get the quarterback and not worry about your gap, A gap, B. You just got to go and get them. And the other thing is they shut down Butte like you're talking about. That was LSU's best wide receiver. Mingo is the gas that makes the engine go for LSU's passing game. If you can stone him tomorrow night, that's going to be huge for the confidence well, of this team. he's not the only one now. Malik they got some Heath, dudes. Yeah. I mean, Malik Heath transferred over from Mississippi State. He's the real deal. And, uh, um, you know, Mingo's the one that we know about from being at Ole Miss. But, again, Heath transferred, uh, transferred in from Mississippi State. Robinson from UCF. Watkins from Louisville. Wade from Western Kentucky. They got a lot of new guys. They throw to their tight end some, too. Yeah. I think the answer to the last six quarters has just been tackling. They've just been a better tackling defense. and That's uh, been a big part of it, no doubt. I mean, they, but, they but, just had but, trouble. But I do think it starts with getting after the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but, but – Sounds know, like they have seven sacks in that game against LSU. We, we've, just, right. we've seen times where they have blitzed and ran right by them, and they've missed on the tackle, uh, even though they've been in position. I think that's been the, the difference just watching is that when they get to guys and the help gets there and they get them to the ground. And I think they were struggling for a while and just getting people to the ground, Chuck. And they'll be challenged in that area this week again. I mean, Ole Miss is going to run right at them. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. I mean, you got a call during the break, Tommy. Get another traffic update. Same, well, same road. I think same that, thing. You know, forty-five coming in from Goshen out that direction. It's just got. There's been one, a few accidents, and it's got all the traffic backed up uh, coming into Fayetteville from the east side. So forty-nine. Similar story going north. A lot of people headed towards Benton County from Washington County. Road is fine to get to the bridges and overpasses. There's been a few wrecks. Got some traffic backed up. Be careful uh, where you're out traveling. I can only imagine probably. Northern Crawford County, Southern Washington County on those higher elevation bridges and overpasses heading from, say, Alma up to Fayetteville. Probably some similar stories. So uh, be careful. Road's got a few challenges out there on the bridges and overpasses so this morning. Don't drive 90 like I usually do to Fayetteville. No, tomorrow. I mean, I think uh, you need to be pretty careful. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, tomorrow, I don't know what's going to be like tomorrow, but we the precipitation's been falling. That's been causing the problems uh, this morning. Uh, as we move through the morning drive. It's Football Friday, brought to you by QC Kinetics. You're sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back. You know, that joint pain that it's affecting your life, your work, your relationships. It's time to call QC Kinetics Advanced Regenerative Medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. They've been helping me with my left shoulder. And a few months ago, I couldn't even sleep on it. Now, after about four treatments, I can sleep on it fine. The pain's almost gone. So, if your doctor tells you steroid shots or surgery or... Pain meds is the only solution. You might want to try one more thing. That's QC Kinetics for an all-natural treatment that will get you lasting relief. Appointments are available for next week. Call 479-999-1234. That's 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. So they can help me out with my knee. There's no age minimum that you have to have to do this? I can help you. Okay. Yeah. Good. May have to get a haircut, you know. But I'm supposed to get one next week. I think that stuff works for with, Thanksgiving uh, pictures. With a mullet, but may, you know, we'll see. So, I, I mean, I think they could they could be adequate or for all people of all mm. different haircuts. But I'm supposed to get one for next week since I've just been getting ripped for how long it's gotten. Mm. Chuck, we you brought it up. I think in hour one, it being senior night, and I know Coach addressed it earlier this week. Hudson Henry's going to walk. Talked about how big this group has been. Part turning this program around, specifically Dalton Wagner and Bumper Pool, two names he mentioned. Who do you think he's going to try and convince to come back? We'll answer that coming up in just a sec. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Bradford Marine and ATV. Stop by any of their six statewide locations today or visit them online at bradfordmarine.com. So who's priority number one, Chuck, to bring back for next year, you think? Oh, I don't know who priority number one is. I think there are a lot of them. Maybe KJ would be priority yeah. number one. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, uh, I don't know what his draft grade is going to be like, to be real honest with you. I, th- I think that, um, you know, a lot of that's going to be determined by what players' draft grades are. Um, you know, they can, uh, they can get a pretty good idea these days, and I'm sure for KJ it's going to be that way. Now, there are some guys that we know are going to go. I mean, Stromberg's going to go. You know, I don't know where Drew Sanders is. Um, you know, where is he on the draft board right now? Um, you know, I, people have talked about, you know, it's just a given that he goes. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, you know, Kuyper's had him in the first round. So. Well, I know, but I've seen others that don't. 
I mean, if he's a first-round pick, then you got to go. I, I mean, sure, you got to go. Uh, you might go anyway. But, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens in that regard. But I think you look at, you know, you look at needs. You look at, you know, and you also have to look at the portal as well. And I think one of the difficult things for coaches is that, you know, once you get beyond maybe one or two obvious guys, you've got to balance who I'm going to try to talk uh, talk into coming back with who can I go get in the portal. Um, you know, there's a there's a balance that's got to be struck there. But um, he's, um, you know, there's a guy like Luke Jones, for example, on the offensive line. Um, you know, what does he do? Does he come back? Some of these guys may or may not go play pro ball. Some of these guys, I mean, your body takes a beating. You know, you may already have some kind of secondary degree, and you may be ready to move on. So there, you know, there are lots of things that come into play. But you've you, you've got to do a pretty good balancing act when the season comes to an end. You know, I think about Grant Morgan a year ago. You know, wife, family. You know, starting a young family. He, he went on to play pro football. But you know, sometimes those things you don't think about college. But these are twenty two, twenty three year old men. You know, sometimes just having a wife and a family. Um, you know. Is part of your decision. Well, and even the guys that go pro, I mean, you hope that when you go pro, you, you you're able to fashion a long career. You know, you hope that you're able to do that. But sometimes you look at the average career; it's not very long. You know, you still by the time you're 25 or 26, younger than Ty, uh, you're done. I mean, you're done, and so you got to go to work then. And mm-hmm. um, um, so all those things factor in, I think. What about Jalen Catalan? Is his football days over, or you know, you know I don't what's know. his future? I don't know. We're gonna have to see number one how the rehab is. I don't know if his football career is over. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I don't think his dra- his draft grade's gonna you know be all that high simply because he's not played. So um, I don't know if it's gonna be in his best interest to play. And but the first order of business is getting you know getting him to where he can play. I mean, it does a certain amount of damage to your psyche when you have two season-ending injuries. And I, I don't know Jalen personally, and I, I don't know. He seems to have pretty good resolve based on what we've seen the last two years. But at a certain point, your threshold for pain and times frustration. Yeah, I mean, you think about where would Madre Hill's career be if he hadn't torn those ACLs? And that guy was a tough cookie. Well, I don't, I don't think Catalan's going to be thinking, I've had enough. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, I, I, I don't think that's, uh, that's, that's part of his psyche. I think it, you know, I think it goes beyond, can you play with pain? I think it goes, you know, to the point of, you know, can you rehab this to the point where you're able to be as, you know, as effective as you need to be? I think that's the question. I don't, I don't think it's playing through pain and I don't think it's psyche or anything like that. I just think it's, can you rehab this thing and get it to the point where you can play at that level? Because he's proven that he can when he's healthy it's just a matter of can you rehab it and you know get yourself back to the point where you were before oh and he is on the i fi- don't know when he's on the field arkansas is a completely different defense and i know for a good chunk of last year you didn't have him basically ever since the, the first game you haven't had him so it's just one of those things where it's been difficult on barry odom because uh, all due respect to bumper pool all due respect to drew sanders i, I felt like jalen was your best defensive player and you lost him so early on, and you think about the back end of the defense, the struggles that they had just getting in the right alignment and stuff, it seemed like. I mean, Jalen did all that, and I know Simeon's come on as of late, but that's not only your what I, I think is your best defensive player, but 
he's your basically quarterback of the defense in the back end too. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and you know, look, Simeon Blair's a great kid. I mean, he's what college football is all about. But there's a big difference between Simeon Blair and Jalen Catalan, and, and that's just the truth. And, um, you know, I'm not – I don't – I you know, I don't debate who the best player on the defensive side is, but I know what you said about him being – not just the quarterback of the secondary, but the player that's good enough to make up for somebody else's mistake. Um, good point. You know, you've got to have somebody back there that can make up when somebody, you know, blows an assignment. And can't always do that, but Catalan can do it better than most. Yeah. You talk about players coming back, though. If you could figure out a way to get, like, Jordan Dominic and Isaiah Nichols and a few of those guys that, that's got some options after this year on that defensive line back – that that's got to be the I think the best step in the right direction for 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 making sure your roster's better February one than it is December one. I don't know what Zach Williams's situation yeah, is. Um, you know, there's some guys. You know, the defensive line's always an area of need, and we got some help in the portal. And I'm sure that they'll be uh, you know they'll be looking again. They've got some good young players on that uh, on that side of the ball. I mean, I, I think Cameron Ball is going to be a really good player. But, no, I mean, you're right. Some of those guys, they could certainly, uh, you know, they could, they could shore up that spot for sure. You mentioned Luke Jones earlier kind of on this list. What about Trey Knox? Has he done enough to – and I get a little bit confused if good I'm question. wrong on him, but – I think he could come back for another year. I, I, get, I lose track I a little lose, bit with this COVID. I'm the same way with it, all this COVID you know, stuff. Well, did they, have they used the COVID year? Do they have another one? But He's I think a Knox, true senior, so, so yes, he okay. would technically have that COVID year. You know, what, I could has, see him coming back. Has he done enough that, hey, this is a guy that's going to get at, at least some camp offers and maybe a, you know, a late-round draft uh, choice? I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. But Some of that you know, age comes into it as well. Um, you know, if you improve your draft stock as a 23-year-old, um, does that make you more draftable than somebody that's more projectable that's, you know, a year or two younger? I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And and I suspect that some of that factors in. I don't know that, but I suspect it does. Yeah, because, you know, particularly at running back, we hear about it all the time. Well, you know, you only got so many hits in that body. But I think – offensive linemen and people that are that are blocking it's it's about shoulders and joints and things that just get get eat up playing college football and well, how, you how think much treads on the tire well i mean you think about bumper pool for example i yeah. mean the guy's been here six years that's man he's played football at a really high level for a long time and his body's taking a beating and sometimes we forget you know by the time these guys if they're fortunate enough to get to the nfl i mean they've been taking heavy contact for four or five years and so if you've got a five-year career in the nfl well your body's been taken i mean at at a high level i'm you know i'm i mean you can play high school ball and all that and you get hit and i'm not minimizing it but it's not like getting hit at the collegiate and the nfl level and um that takes a real toll on the body i would imagine um i know some guys that played pro football like keith jackson that don't seem to be any worse for wear but I know other guys that played pro football that you can look at them and just talk to them, mm-hmm. and it's different. Yeah, and you know, I, we've all been around these guys uh, that that have played here at, at Arkansas, then went on and maybe played some in the NFL, and you know, a few of them will tell you along the way they just reach a point where mentally you're done with it. 
You're tired of the film. You're tired of the diet. You're tired of the routine. You're, t- they, you know, at some point you just get exhausted with it. When you don't see maybe getting to the next level, it's hard to keep that motivation. But you, you think of it, you play football from the age of six till twenty six or maybe thirty. Or at some point, you know, I can understand, even though the money may be great, why it would wear thin on you, Chuck. Well, I, I also think too. I mean, everybody wants Burnout to play factor. as long as they can, but I, you know, the the smart ones are planning for their life. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think about, I'm just pulling names, you know, off the top of my head here, but I think about somebody like Travis Swanson that, you know, he went and played in the NFL and, um, but when it was done, it was done and he came back home and he's, you know, built, building a business and prominent in the region. And hopefully that, you know, you got a lot of guys who are preparing to do that. And, and I would imagine I've not been in this spot, but I'd imagine how you feel physically has a lot to do with that. And how you plan on feeling 15 or 20 years from now has a lot to do with it, too. What's the pension in the National Football League? How long do you have to play? Three, it's you got to be, to be vested. Um, me and Brett Good talked about this many times. I've talked about it with Tyler when he was on the three. you got to play in three seasons plus three games. So, And I think to, to be counted as a season, you had to be on the, on the 53 or the game day roster six times in a season to count as a season. That used to be the way it is. I assume it's still that way. So three seasons plus three games. So essentially you had to be active across four different years. What would that be? A minimum of 21 games. Is that kicking once you retire or once you hit 65? Oh, 50. I believe it's 50 to get your NFL pensions. You you bring up Travis, who's having a great deal of success, Chuck, in the financial sector. I mean, a lot of those guys will do that to a certain point and then explore other opportunities like Travis has and and whatnot. It's it's just the... The grind that you guys are mentioning, I don't even think we can imagine. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I got to wake up at three fifty-five every morning. But the physical exertion on my body is nothing that these guys have to take on a daily and weekly basis. I mean, you think about Brett. Didn't you tell me Brett like weighed fifty more pounds for the Packers than oh, he I'm does a- now, just because that's what he had to play in order not to get injured every I, single time he played when he was kind of in limbo and doing the rehab and still hoping to get called back to camp still been player mode and it ultimately did and went back the amount of food i was we were playing a lot of golf that summer and the amount of food he was required basically to eat to keep his weight up because he had a minimum weight that he had to be at that or he knew he had to be at Jeez. in order to to make it work and i mean it was just and he he said, "I'm going to tell you, get eating all this just gets tiring. It gets wears on you." And then I'm like, "Yeah, I can see it, it really it, really stinks that third burger you had there, you and know." But Chuck, it's uh, not our it's not our type of weight. It's good weight. It's good well, muscle. I mean, we just don't. I guess it's good weight and bad weight. Yeah. It's not Wendy's drive through at midnight. No kind of weight. Are you saying that's bad? Well, I'm saying if you're wanting to put on good weight, it's probably not the <laughs> well, best I mean, way to do it. Listen, that's but, what I'm we saying. were spending time at the golf course, not necessarily the gym lifting weights, but I mean. But for his position and what he did, there was a minimum requirement. He and, and there's, Jeez. You know, that's what I'm saying. Some of these guys get to a point where just all of that. I mean, our jobs affect our lifestyle to a degree, but our jobs don't require us to eat a certain way all the time or live. You know, to to to, to meet all these metrics to make our body. I mean, I can understand where guys would get burned out on all that. Oh, I can too. I you know I I can uh... despite the money. You know. I can I can completely understand that. Hey, I know today might not be the day you'd want to do it, but it is the time of year, man. You get a nice day. You motorcycle riders know what I'm talking about. 
this time of year you can bundle up and still have a great day and what I'm talking about is Bradford Marine and ATV. They want you to explore the new Riker motorcycle by Can-Am. Now, this has got automatic transmission, state-of-the-art technology. It really does put you in control on every curve. Or, and this is, this is something new, uh, you can step up to the all-new 2023 Can-Am Spider motorcycle. It's got a, uh, a bold design, I guess would be the best way to put it, and it really does push the limits. They've got special financing, no payments, no interest for the rest of the year. You can visit Bradford Marine and ATV. Start your Can-Am open road adventure today or visit BradfordMarine.com. When do you want to give these tickets away? You want to do the next segment, fall at the end of the show? How do you want to do that? What tickets we got to have? Well, courtesy what of are we our, doing, Ty? Courtesy of our friends at Amheiser Bush, we got Ooh. four tickets, section W106, row 50, seats 37 through 40. Now, last week we gave it to a veteran. Is there a, there's someone specific we need to give it away today? Do we want to wait on that? If we got four, I'd love to give it to a family. Someone that's, that, a family that, of that four? might has not been able to take their kids or is, is looking to... Uh, okay. Maybe take their kids. What caller do you want to do? I, I, you took the calls last week. I'll take the calls this week. Well, since it's a, a four-pack, let's take caller four. Caller four, 877-377-6963. If you want to go to the game tomorrow night against Ole Miss, we have four lower bowl tickets. 877 But you have to have kids. Is that the rule? A family. What do you, what do you think? I mean, you know, I'll just Step let Ty figure count. that out. You know, well, Ty's nephews, like a kid. All that stuff count. I, I mean, I mean if, you took, if you took Ty to the game, would you think it's like taking a kid? Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Ty, I you going too. with your buddies? You going I with got, your buddies? Hey, bro, I sold my touchdown club tickets. We're in section 521. So, There's nine of us. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be yelling and screaming. You'll see us across yeah. the way. No one will hear you. Is it across the way? I don't even know. It'd be across. Yeah, 521 be across the way from where Chuck's okay. at. Okay, all right. He'll be behind the glass. I don't even think Chuck's going to open the windows tomorrow. He'll have he's that in that Namath. I told you, he's in that Namath fur coat. Yeah, well, I don't know. So you're going to go windows open or windows we'll closed? Have, we'll have one window open. We'll have one window open. Is that your call? That's my call, uh, I guess. You're the crew chief, aren't you? I, I don't know about that. I know last week I walked in and all three windows were already out, so I didn't have any say-so at all last week. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.